0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hack. Hey, it's Dave Marchese with you for the Hack podcast. There's been a huge development in the proposal for First Nations people to be recognised in the Constitution. You probably know we're going to vote on the idea of having an Indigenous voice to Parliament. There'll be a referendum sometime next year, but we're still waiting on those details. Well, one of Australia's major political parties, the Nationals, has come out this week saying they're against the idea of a voice. We know Labor supports a voice. The Liberals are yet to decide. In a bit, we're going to hear from one of the First Nations people helping set up the referendum. But first, here's our reporter Shalala Madora to explain what all of this means. It was important that we got comfort with the fact that this would close the gap. And unfortunately, we've got to a position where we don't believe that this will genuinely close the gap.
2: That's leader of the National Party, David Littleproud. The Nats represent electorates in rural and regional parts of the country, and they're part of the federal coalition alongside the Liberal Party. Yesterday, they made a bombshell announcement.
1: So the National Party has made a position that we will not support the voice uh, to parliament.
2: Just a quick reminder of what that means. The Voice to Parliament is a group made up of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders that would be able to advise Parliament on policies that impact First Nations people. It would be enshrined in the Constitution. And to change the Constitution, you need to first have a referendum.
1: We seek constitutional reforms to empower our people.
2: The establishment of The Voice was decided during the 2017 Constitutional Convention. And it was mentioned in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. And take a rightful place in our own country. The Uluru Statement from the Heart is the result of 12 regional dialogues. After all, over 1,200 attendees from right across this country. Not everyone thinks it's representative though.
0: And why should I, as an Indigenous Australian, be governed under a separate entity than the rest of Australia because of my race.
2: The Nats decision was led by newly elected Senator Jacinta Nampijinpa price She's been against the voice for ages.
0: But for those that who are marginalised, there, there is no evidence whatsoever that this particular voice to parliament is at all going to support these individuals. And we have to stop dividing our nation along the lines of race.
1: Little pride, a man of little pride. And he's like a kindergarten kid.
2: Cape York leader Noel Pearson, who was part of the Constitutional Convention that proposed the voice in the first place, was scathing of the Nats leader.
1: The Nationals have foisted the mantle of leadership on a boy who's incapable of the leadership that's necessary for the country and for his party.
2: Mr Pearson said he's surprised at the Nats' decision because they've been open to it in the past.
1: You know, the National Party is in danger of being left behind
0: in history.
2: The problem here is that we don't know what the voice will look like because the model hasn't been decided as yet.
0: They've just jumped ahead and said that they don't support it. It's disgusting,
1: really.
2: Lead campaigner for the Uluru Statement from the Heart, Thomas Mayo, said the Nats should get involved in the process rather than rejecting the idea outright.
1: There's plenty of room
2: to engage on it. on the debate about how the voice will be formed. We haven't uh, even put forward the bill that will set up the referendums. Yaru Elder and Labor Senator Pat Dodson agreed. It's it's a bit premature really and a bit inept to think that uh, you'd adopt a position well out before you saw anything of what uh, the people, uh, the First Nations people are asking for. You may be asking yourself why it even matters that the Nats don't support the voice. Well, it's because referendums are notoriously difficult to pass.
1: You've got to be over 40 to have voted in a referendum. You've got to be over 60 to have voted in a successful referendum.
2: To change the constitution via a referendum, you need a double majority. So a majority of voters nationally, plus a majority in at least four of the six states. Yep, you heard that right. The territories only count towards the national majority. The last time a referendum was passed was all the way back in 1977. 44 referendums we've had in Australia. Eight have been successful. And those eight have all had bipartisan support. So to get a referendum across the line, you really need all political parties to get on board and help sell the message to the public. But Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus thinks the voice to parliament can still get up.
1: Just because they've anoun- made this announcement does not deal a, anything like a death blow to this referendum. Hack on Triple Jack, Shalala Madora with that story. And, yeah, there have been some big developments today. Nationals breaking ranks, like the Federal Nationals MP Andrew Gee came out saying he's still a supporter of the voice to parliament. And the West Australian National Party also backing away from the federal nationals on this, saying they will support The Voice. We did ask David Littleproud, the national, the, the, oh, sorry, the nationals' leader, to come on to HAC. He wasn't available today. So let's get more from a First Nations perspective. Teela Reid is a Wiradjuri and Walwan woman, a lawyer, a writer. She's with us now. Hey, Teela, thanks for coming on Hack. Yama,
0: thanks for having me on.
1: Look, you've written a piece today saying the National Party's decision to oppose a First Nations voice is premature and it's petty. Why do you think that?
0: It's it's also I also said it's quite predictable um from a party like this, I think. To come out done blazing in relation to advocating for a no case is absolutely premature in relation to where the nation is at on the timeline of a referendum, given that the government haven't even settled the question to be put to the nation. And, you know, we haven't had a referendum in a very long time. Let's put it that way. So there is work to be done. And, and it's very premature, I think, for them to come out and make an assumption and a no case so early.
1: Yeah, as you say, there's not much detail out there. Well, no detail really at the moment. And so people are a bit surprised. Why do you think the Nationals have decided to come out with this stance so early?
0: Look, only the Nationals can answer that question, but um, it's just odd, I think, in relation to where the, the public debate is at, and I think it demonstrates It's precisely why the First Nations voice is so critical when it comes to Indigenous affairs. You know, one of their arguments was in relation to this doesn't look like it's going to close the gap. Well, you know, the irony is they have been in power for most of the iteration of the closing the gap policy and they themselves have not. Close the gap in relation to Indigenous issues and, and the discrepancies between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the rest of the nation. So I think it's hypocrisy to the highest degree. The demand that, you know, First Nations need to demonstrate uh, X, Y and Z before we're worthy of a voice is exactly why a voice is so critical in this country because politicians like the National Party clearly are not listening when it comes to Indigenous issues. This is not about division, this is about unity. And I think it's really important to understand that this is an invitation to peace. The proposal for a First Nations Voice to Parliament is about respecting and recognising the rightful place of First Nations people. And any political party that chooses to ignore that generosity is really consigning themselves to the wrong side of history.
1: Liberal leader Peter Dutton says he's waiting for more detail. If the Liberals decide to stand with the Nationals against a voice, how confident are you that this referendum will be successful?
0: Well, I think, you know, there is a difference between what the politicians are saying on national platforms and where the people are at in relation to this discussion. I've travelled the country, in fact, with many other activists in relation to this issue, the importance of a voice. And I was just recently in another discussion about this with experts like Anne Toomey, who's a, a constitutional lawyer, and she made this very clear. When it comes to things like the detail or this assumption that we're all equal before the law it's that we actually need to have a better discussion and more robust discussion a clearer discussion about what that means because equality for our nation doesn't mean you treat us all the same it means that you make adjustments in our country to ensure that everyone has an equitable opportunity to participate in the democracy as a result of australia's exclusion Of First Nations peoples. One of the reasons why it's so important to address uh, the question of First Nations in our national life, it's because we were omitted when the nation was founded. And so, you know, I think the argument that there's not enough detail is really an excuse to kick the can down the road.
1: Are you worried about the tone we're already seeing in this debate? Like, just over the past 24 hours since the Nationals came out with their stance on this, there's been a lot of discussion. There's been some personal attacks, all sorts of things. Are, does that concern you so early on?
0: No, it doesn't. I think that debate really is a good sign of a flourishing democracy. I think that it's important that we ventilate ideas and opinions and that we know in 1967 when this happened, it was the Australian people who stood on the right side of history and voted yes in relation to standing with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. You know, there's clearly some work around the fact that there needs to be accuracy of information when it comes to uh, monitoring and particularly the media getting accurate information in the public domain when it comes to this really important discussion about a First Nations voice for the future of our country must be had with the confidence that people know the voices that they listen to are accurate and sharing correct information. I think the other issue that we're seeing as well is that social media clearly is going to have an impact on a future referendum and that people now have their own platforms that they can share information. So it's about as well setting credible and reliable uh, frameworks for people to get accurate information about this and be able to take this movement forward. You know, one of the really, I think, crucial points to be made about this is the fact that a referendum requires a double majority of the Australian people to vote yes. and every adult in Australia will have to cast a vote on this. It means now that every single citizen is a campaigner and that it's really important um, that we take that responsibility and, and run with it because this is an issue that really cuts to the heart of the legitimacy of who we are as a nation and that this relationship among First Nations peoples and the rest of Australia really needs to be reset and built on, I think, a legacy of respect for one another. And when you think about as well the the reforms within the Uluru Statement, which is voice and Makarada, the idea is that, you know, this is a roadmap. The voice is simply the first step. To, to repairing that relationship. Um, makarata is the ultimate goal here. we gifted by the Yongle people to the movement, which is the coming together after a struggle. And so I think it's important for Australians to see the ultimate vision behind um, the difficult work ahead of us. It's that this is a proposal gifted to the Australian people by First Nations people, to unite our country, to write a better future for our country, and to ensure that the voices of First Nations peoples are at the centre of our democracy.
1: We appreciate your insights into this, as always, writer, lawyer, Tila Reid. Sure, we'll be speaking to you many times in the months ahead. Thank you so much for joining us on Hack.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Hack. On Triple J. We got a lot of messages coming through on this one. Someone says, Imagine publicly declaring you don't think First Nations peoples should have a voice. Another person says, I stand with Jacinta Price. Focus on real issues to close the gap, not just more bureaucracy and false pretenses that won't change anything. Another person says the Nat's response seems similar to someone not wanting dinner because you don't have the menu for the pizza shop. It's very narrow-minded. And someone else really praising Teela Reid. They're saying wonderful information and so well-spoken. Yeah, we'll probably be speaking to Teela a bit more in the weeks ahead.